Welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Leopold, and I'm here sharing actionable insights on how to start and grow a service-based side business, as well as interviewing incredible women who've taken theirs full time. So plug in and get ready to get inspired. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button so you get notified as each new show drops. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. Today, I'm going to be talking about what it takes to run a business. And whilst I could obviously come at this with my own opinions, I wanted to canvas the opinions of my community to give a really balanced view. And boy, did they not disappoint. They came back with so many brilliant answers that I've compiled into a nice list that I'm going to take you through right now. Now, number one, is motivation. By far the most popular answer. And that is defined on the interweb as the willingness to do something, right? It's basically what gets you started. And it sounds simple, right? But it can be so difficult to motivate yourself when you're starting or running a business. We actually spend our lifetime wishing that we didn't have a boss and to work for ourselves. And then all of a sudden we get there and we're like, holy shit, what do I do now? So motivation is so, so important when you're working for yourself. And it can either be towards something or away from something. And both are equally powerful. So to explain what I mean, an example of being motivated towards something is your passion for the business that you're creating, right? The people you want to help. So my example would be that I believe that every single woman deserves to have a career that lights them up, right? Doing work that they love, working for themselves. And I'm on a mission to help 500 women start and grow purpose-led businesses, But I also find away from motivation just as powerful as well, right? And what I mean by that is having some kind of fuel or emotional pain that drives you, right? So an example is not long after I went full time into my business, I actually had a couple of really bad months financially. And that all started to make me question like whether I could do this and what was I doing? And maybe this wasn't such a good idea. And when I had a conversation with my husband, he said that, you know, like maybe if this continues like this for a few months, like, yeah, you might need to think about going back to work. And that single conversation with him was a rocket up my bum. The thought of having to go back to the corporate world was so awful that I told myself like then and there that if I needed to work 26 hours a day to never have to go back there, then that's what I was going to do. So that's an example of being motivated away from something. Okay. But whatever basically works for you. And and you can have two different motivators working for you at the same time, by the way. You can be having something motivating towards something and away from something. It doesn't really matter. But essentially, you have to be able to motivate yourself. And if you can't do that, you need to invest in someone or some people who can. And I'll talk more about that later on in the episode. Number two is drive, right? And I want to define this because it often is mistaken for motivation. Now, drive on the interweb is defined as a planned effort to achieve something, right? And so it's important to understand that being motivated to do something and actually taking action to do it are two very different things. Now, to really succeed in business, you need to be an action taker. And that drive is what's going to propel you forward to take action even when your motivation wavers, right? It serves as the driving force that keeps you moving when your motivation inevitably dips, right? Because when you have commitment and drive, it means that despite facing challenges or setbacks, you remain like steadfast on that path to success. 
And like we see this all the time, right, with men or men and women supporting sports teams, right? You know, if they have a strong enough commitment to that team, their drive to support them remains super high, regardless of how shit the team's doing, right? However, drive without motivation can leave you feeling quite burnt out and pretty unsatisfied. Because if you've got the drive to accomplish a goal, but you lack the motivation to pursue it, you can end up feeling really frustrated and disappointed or even like quite indifferent towards the final outcome. So how do you strike a balance and which is more important, motivation or drive? Well, the thing is, drive is the crucial element in achieving what motivates you right? Whereas motivation is fleeting. Now, if you think about it, we often find ourselves motivated to do things like taking up a new hobby or like calling a friend or a relative that we haven't spoken to in ages or like saving more money. But how often do we actually follow through? More often than not, we don't because our brains provide a surge of dopamine and release serotonin when we come across those like inspiring videos or those posts or those speeches that we see online. Or like we might become, I don't know, like super motivated to like revamp our garden after watching a TV show or to go to the gym more because of a documentary that we saw. But then like a few minutes later, that motivation dissipates and then we just return to our ordinary lives and we forget about what had excited us momentarily. But what I want to say is if this is resonating, I really want you to remember that this doesn't make you lazy. This is actually normal human behaviour. And the only way to break free from this cycle of fleeting motivation, particularly when you're starting or running a business, is to really cultivate the drive to act upon it. We just cannot allow ourselves to become overwhelmed by the thought of doing something. Like we absolutely have to put our motivation into action. Even if it's the tiniest action, it's still significant because that action will lead to another action and another action and so on. And it's really consistently and diligently taking actions that bring you closer to your goal on a daily basis. That's what's going to foster a strong drive. So my advice is always ask yourself, like, what's the next best step I can take? Okay. And the final thing I want to say about drive is that being driven also means that like recognizing that there's going to be some pain and discomfort and that setbacks are all part of the process, but you carry on regardless. Like people with drive understand that achieving goals isn't easy, but they persistently work towards them no matter what obstacles are in their way. Which brings me nicely on to number three, which is grit. Now, grit on the interweb is defined as a sustained and unwavering and consistent effort towards a goal, even when you're facing struggles or setbacks. So it really is like a combination of determination and direction. Like it refers to like your strength of character. And in essence, it's like what enables us to stay committed to a really challenging goal for a really long period of time. And it's also associated with like other positive traits like determination, diligence and resilience which leads me on to my next trait, resilience. Now, this came up a lot when I asked that question to my community. And for a definition, it's our ability to bounce back, right, from any difficulties or, you know, regaining like a state of happiness or well-being after you go through something challenging, okay? It's also about being able to manage and adapt to stress and adversity, something which I will happily admit, I really struggle with and I have to work really, really hard on on a daily basis because let's face it, running a business can be really challenging from like trying to find clients to not knowing how much money you're going to have every month to dealing with challenging clients to things like not going as planned. Like it's a lot. But the things that really help you cultivate resilience are persistence, belief in yourself 
and optimism. And if you can work on these three things daily, you will become more resilient and you will get better at facing challenges head on without them crushing all the badass spirit that you've tried so hard to cultivate. And if you actually want a really brilliant example of resilience, like just look at your kids or your friend's kids, because children often exhibit unbelievable resilience. Like, you know, like when they're learning to walk, right? They fall over all the time, but they persist and they get up again and again and again. So just like imagine if we could embody that level of resilience in our everyday lives as adults, we'd be unstoppable, right? Number five, and this is the actual words that we used, is balls of steel, (laughs) okay? Or, um, you know, being a risk taker, right? So being ballsy or being a risk taker really is key to starting or running your own business because you have to get good at identifying and seizing opportunities. And if you're unconfident or hesitant, you're going to overlook things or you're not going to pursue things that could end up being huge opportunities for your business, right? As an example, when I first started out, one of my clients, Athena, approached me to partner up on like a coaching and mentoring program that she wanted to do, um, put in place for her interior designer following. And I absolutely bricked it. Like I was very flattered that she wanted me to do this with her, but I bricked it. And my first reaction was to like run screaming for the hills. But my coach... And my ballsy alter ego told me to just like cut the shit and go for it. And I am so glad I did because not only did that group program fly off the shelves, but I then had five women from the program sign up to work with me one-to-one. And I continue to get referrals from those women to this day. And I often wonder what would have happened or what wouldn't have happened if I'd pupsed out and not done that program. Like it doesn't really bear thinking about. So by being willing to step outside of your comfort zone and take calculated risks, you are going to open doors. You are going to have new ideas. You're going to find new ventures and new markets. Like I never would have thought I'd be coaching so many interior designers. Like they now make up 50% of my client base. Like who would have known? But I do need to say, I am not advocating at all reckless you know, risky behavior here. What I am saying is that informed and calculated risks that put you out of your comfort zone are what is going to help you achieve things that you never thought were possible. Okay. Number six is faith and belief in yourself. Now this one sounds super simple, but it's actually one of the most common things that I think is missing when I first talk to women who want my help uh, getting their business off the ground. And it is so, so important because as I said earlier, believing in yourself instills resilience, which allows you to bounce back from failures, to learn from mistakes and to really persist in those difficult times. It gives you the confidence as well to keep pushing forward, even when the path ahead seems uncertain or it seems really daunting. And it also really helps with all that important risk taking I've just talked about. Like, had I not believed in my abilities as a coach, I would never, ever have said yes to collaborating with Athena. Now, it also really importantly helps build credibility and trust amongst potential clients, potential partners, or even potential employees. Because when you exude confidence and self-belief in yourself, it's contagious. And all of a sudden, like other people start to believe in you too. Another thing that it really helps is to overcome limiting beliefs, just like it did on that day when Athena asked me to collab with her. Like my self-belief in my coaching abilities really helped me like overpower my conventional thinking. And it really helped me pursue what basically seemed like a really ambitious and pretty ridiculous and uncomfortable goal. 
But how do you cultivate self-belief? Well, it takes a lot of work and it's definitely not something that appears overnight. You have to work on it every day. But I do have a fabulous tool called the Awesomeness Inventory, which I use with all my clients. And it helps you see just how freaking awesome you are and really fosters your own self-belief. So if you'd like a copy, just drop me a DM. Number seven is the support of loved ones. Now, this was also a really popular answer and I totally concur because starting and running a business can be really emotionally challenging and demanding. Like it is a complete and utter roller coaster. One day you're riding high because you've just signed a massive client or you've just had your best month ever. And the next day you're literally questioning everything and wondering why the hell you started in the first place. And that is why the support of your friends and family is so, so important. To have that encouragement through the highs and then the comfort and the motivation through the lows is just so so crucial to help you alleviate all the stress and maintain your mental well-being. And like we've talked about how important self-belief is, well, when your loved ones also believe in your vision and abilities, it is a massive confidence boost and can really help you build that resilience that we've talked about is so important. And I'm like, really lucky that my husband runs his own business. So he's like often on hand to pull me off the ledge when something goes wrong and to give me advice when I need it. But like, even if you don't have that, you know, if you don't have someone who really gets what it's like to run your own business, even just knowing that they have your back and they're a hundred percent behind what you're doing can be so comforting. And they also can help you really stay accountable and focused on your goals as well. So I'd always recommend telling them when you set yourself a goal. Now, not only that, they can also serve as really valuable networking resources, or as I like to call them, my own personal PR people. Like through their support, you might come across opportunities like introductions to potential clients or partners, or like even like get valuable advice from people that they know as well. So what I want to say is your friends and family are more often than not just dying to help you succeed in your business. And that's why I created my Outreach Onion method to really help my clients land their first paying clients simply and easily just through the people they know. Uh, And if you want to know more about that, just drop me a DM. They also, and this is super important, they can help you really juggle that work-life balance issue because running a business can take a lot of time and energy. If you're not careful, you can really start to blur the boundaries between your personal and your professional life. So the support of your loved ones can really help you maintain a more healthy work-life balance. They can give you perspective. They remind you to take breaks and they spend quality time with them. Like, I've honestly lost count of the number of times my husband has like knocked on my office door and told me to come and watch Below Deck with him. Or like my best friend has like quite gently but firmly told me that I maybe need to take some more downtime. And it sounds really simple, but like when you're so deep in the thick of your business, you can't see the wood for the trees. Sometimes you really do need to be told. And the final thing is that obviously they're there to celebrate all these big milestones and achievements with you. Like this adds so much depth and meaning to the goals you achieve. I cannot tell you. Because like, let's face it, the majority of us aren't just doing this for ourselves. We're doing it to create a better life for our families too. So having them there to celebrate makes it all the more special. Number eight is passion for what you do and knowing your why. Now, this is so important because ultimately it's the driving force behind all that motivation that we talked about earlier. Like when you genuinely love what you do, it becomes easier to stay committed and persist through all those challenges that I keep talking about. It really gives you like the energy, the enthusiasm that you need to inc- to overcome all these obstacles and to like really maintain the long hours that you need to put into work to running a business. 
And it also helps you stand the fuck out from your competitors. Like passionate people bring a unique authenticity to their businesses, right? When you're genuinely passionate about what you do, it shines through in your work, your interactions, your brand. Like people buy from you when they feel an emotional connection to you. Passion is contagious and it can really, really create that emotional connection that you need. Like when you genuinely believe in your service and are super passionate about its benefits, that's really going to resonate with your target audience. And that emotional connection is going to foster loyalty or foster trust. And if you're selling something that's similar to other people, then your passion is what's going to set you apart. So really harness it and show it whenever you have the opportunity. And like, finally, it's also going to give you a really clear vision and direction. Understanding both your personal why and your business why gives you the clarity and the purpose. And it helps you really define your goals, your mission and your values for the business. And this is so important to get clear on early in the process, because ultimately, if you are not bought into your values and your vision, then no one else is going to buy into it either. Number nine is getting the right people around you. Now, obviously, I'm going to say hire a coach, right? Because I'm a coach. But every single business owner, I promise you, who I've spoken to, who's had a coach says exactly the same thing. Hire a coach. And I could not agree more. Even though I am a coach, I will never not have a coach because they just provide the most incredible guidance and mentorship based on their experience and their expertise. I know that when I first got my coaching qualification and I wanted to start my own business, I just knew that I couldn't do it all by myself. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I I wanted to learn from somebody who was just that little bit further ahead from me, somebody who'd been in my shoes, who'd created a successful business and had eventually left corporate. And that is what I found when I hired my first coach, Adam Holm. I cannot begin to quantify the impact that that man had on me and my business. He was able to offer me like real actionable insights and perspectives based on his own journey. And and also his experience was able to help me avoid the challenges and pitfalls that I like would never have known existed if it weren't for him. He also provided me with a shit ton of accountability and motivation. Like he helped me set really bold goals that I would never have had the guts to go for on my own. And obviously he kept me on track towards them. I mean, I remember when I first started working with him, I'd only ever charged £150 for four sessions. (laughs) And he helped me very quickly set a goal of £1,000 for a package, which at the time seemed outrageous. But slowly and surely, we increased my confidence. And the more people I worked with, the more my confidence grew. And therefore, my prices increased over time. And I got to that goal because he made sure that I'd stayed focused and dedicated to hitting it. He also called me out on my shit a lot. Um, helping me work through negative beliefs and challenging my assumptions, like the fact that I couldn't post on social media to promote my business. And I still remember the coaching session where he like totally called me out, basically saying that because I'd actually come out of the side business closet at work and told my boss, I actually had nothing to hide anymore. And he actually made me post an article that I had in draft on LinkedIn live in the coaching session. I honestly will just never forget that bum quiver as I hit post. Um, But yeah, looking back, it's one of the best things I ever did because it started me on my journey to getting visible and getting more clients. And I would never have done that if he hadn't made me do that in that session. But also coaches have amazing networks and connections. Like for example, my current coach, Gemma Gilbert, is constantly coming up with new ways for me to grow my audience and introducing me to people who will like help me get in front of potential clients. 
And that is something that I just love helping my clients do too. Like I get such a buzz seeing my clients like collabing and helping each other out, like seeing Rupert collabing with Charlie or my client Nicola referring clients to Helen. Like it's just, it's just the most beautiful thing. And I know I'm biased, but coaching really is the most incredible opportunity to skyrocket your business like and your life. So if you're thinking about it, then just grab it with both hands. You will honestly not regret it. Number 10 is having some money saved to tide you over. Now, this is one that comes up time and time again when I ask my clients like what advice they would give people who are just starting out. And I honestly can't stress it enough either. Having some money saved really does provide some much needed financial stability in the early days like and beyond as well. Like, I know that not every business requires significant financial resources at the start, but having some savings just gives you that safety net. Like it allows you to cover personal and business expenses during the initial stages when your business might not be generating that much income. And it really just provides a buffer to navigate through those early phases and any kind of unexpected financial challenges that might arise. And it also helps you invest in yourself. Like I've just talked about hiring a coach, right? It helps you invest in yourself and the business, allowing you to allocate funds for things like equipment, for marketing, website development, doing a course, hiring a coach, like having that financial cushion just helps you make much more strategic investments without worrying about compromising the stability of your business. And it also gives you the gift of time, right? Because building a business takes time and having savings gives you the freedom to focus on business growth and business development without feeling like desperate that you need to like work with any old client just to generate immediate profits. Like having that buffer, it just like enables you to make decisions based on long term goals rather than short term financial pressures. And it helps you adopt a much more like strategic and sustainable approach to business development rather than these like knee jerk decisions where you end up working with like really non ideal clients that you basically knew were a red flag all along. And then finally, it helps with personal expenses, right? Once you get to the point of quitting your job and pursuing the business full time, that obviously means like no more regular paycheck. So having savings can really help with personal expenses like rent or mortgage or utilities or like other living costs if you really need it to. Like the added financial security, it just allows you to focus on growing your business without all that unnecessary stress or distraction. Having said all that, what I would say is that whilst having savings are really important, the actual amount is really going to vary depending on your individual circumstances or the nature of your business. So it is really, really important to assess your personal financial situation, like to determine what an appropriate savings target is before making the leap into full-time entrepreneurship. And I've developed a really cool little tool called the Badass Exit Planner which helps you work out different scenarios depending on the length of time you stick around in your job, the amount you can bring in and save from both your side hustle and your job. So if you'd like a copy of that, then again, just drop me a line. Number 11 is sacrifice. Now I've kept this one short and sweet because it's really tricky to talk about without sounding like some like self-help guru wanker. But what I will say is this, if you really want to make big changes in your life, then you have to be prepared to make some sacrifices. Like for me, they were financial, uh, like investing in training and the coaching that I've just talked about to help me get started. And they were related to time. Like I basically spent a lot less of it with my husband, my friends and family. I was working evenings and weekends, but I was prepared to do whatever it takes. So sacrifice is something that's really, really important as well. Number 12 is being kind to yourself. 
Now, I have left this one until last because not only do I think it's the most important one that I want you to remember, but it's also the one that we tend to push to the bottom of the pile. And I know I am really, really guilty of this, right? In fact, it's only recently that I'm starting to be able to spot the signs of impending burnout on myself. And I've been doing this a long time. And I've actually developed my own toolkit of self-care tools now to stop me spiraling ahead of time. So being kind to yourself is just crucial when running a business because really, if you go down the business goes down too. Like there's no sick days. Like if you're running from an empty cup, then your work, your clients, and ultimately your reputation are going to suffer too. And if you're operating from a place of like low energy, that's going to mean all of that grit, that determination, that resilience, that self-belief, and that passion that we've just talked about as being so important, they all go out the window as well. So self-care, like it really is the foundation of everything, because as I've already said, working for yourself can be really mentally and emotionally draining. Like it's great. It's amazing, but it can be draining. And I'm holding my hands up and saying that I don't do this self-care stuff enough. So I'm leaving this to the end as like a sort of pledge to you guys that I need and I want to get better at it as well. Because let's face it, like we don't mean to do this to ourselves. Like the problem when you're doing what you love is that it can be all consuming. So we need to make sure we're doing things like practicing self-compassion, taking proper breaks, prioritizing things like exercise and getting outside regularly, like mindfulness, breath work, journaling, reading self-help books, or like listening to podcasts, you know, like whatever it takes for you to preserve and recharge those all important batteries, just make sure you do it. Because it not only rejuvenates that all important energy, but it also puts you in the best possible position to handle all of these challenges that I've talked about that come along with the ride that is entrepreneurship. Um, So that's it for today's episode. I really, really hope you enjoyed hearing all the different viewpoints from my badass little community and what it takes to run a business. And I hope it's inspired you in some way, shape or form. Um, And thank you for listening. There are millions of podcasts out there and you have chosen to listen to mine. And for that, I am super grateful. Uh, All of the links mentioned uh, mentioned in the episode are in the show notes. And if you want any more info, you can find me on Instagram at at Lauren Leopold, the coach. Um, And please don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast app of choice so that you get notified as each new episode drops. I will see you next time. And that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to drop me a review and rating and to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And you can head over to Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach for daily content on how to start and build that side business and quit your nine to five. I'll see you next time.